Welcome back. It's season four of the Lindsay Morgan Snyder podcast. This season, we'll be talking to even more interesting people called by God to love and influence the most culture-shifting city in society. That's right, Hollywood. Why? Well, our old friend Plato plainly puts it, those who tell the stories rule the society. Or, as Lindsay likes to say, as goes Hollywood, so goes the culture. We invite you to come and listen in. We'll be talking to a group Lindsay likes to call artists of culture, people who have risked it all to have a kingdom influence in the storytelling business. We are act one, no editing kind of people. So if we say something silly, we laugh at ourselves and we move on. No performance necessary, not on this show. And now, welcome your host, Lindsay Morgenstern. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Lindsay Morgan Snyder podcast. Am I ever excited about today? Because today is our one year anniversary and we have done 51 episodes. Let me just quickly tell you that that's a miracle in itself because I am not necessarily a consistent person. Um, Ooh, we have a new friend popping on. One moment. Hey, Marissa, we are recording and we are so excited you're here. I just wanted to like let you know that so you didn't say anything you did not want everyone to hear on this podcast. So welcome, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Um, So anyway, you guys, we are so excited because I have a party on the podcast today. This is not just me and one other person. This is me and six other people. So you're going to get to hear some amazing things from some amazing people. But I'm going to start out by talking to my friend Lauren Gish. This is just a little nug of her story, but she is a runway model. Um, I'm going to let her tell us a little bit more about her career because I think it's so interesting how someone who is paid to be beautiful, Lauren, I know you probably would like hit me if I was close to you, but luckily we're on Zoom, Um, but she's like paid to be beautiful that the enemy would still attack her with the same lie of self-hating tendencies and self-hatred. So we're going to talk just a little bit to Lauren, and then we're going to talk to these other beautiful ladies who have been through a course of mine called the Letting Love In Course. And we're going to talk about how Father God actually squishes this lie of self-hatred, and it's going to be so powerful. And Lauren's going to come back on later, and we're going to talk more about her story. This time, we're just going to talk about this one part. But Lauren, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I'm excited to hear from you. Tell us though first, just tell us a little bit about like the highlights of your career because it's interesting to us, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, thanks, babe. Um, No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, girl. Um, Highlights of my career. So I started when I was, it's so funny, I wish I had my notes put there at home and I'm on a job on the go, which that's just real life. So we improvise, right, Lens? That's what we do. I love it. (laughs) We like to be really on this podcast. I'm in a I'm in a parking lot right now, and we are doing this. This is amazing. P two, P two for life. Um, so let me think about this. I started when I was, I got into it when I was 17, but I think I I believe I moved to New York when I was 18. Lived in Germany. Uh, went to London, Australia, St. Martin, Miami. Uh, Chicago, and then found my way out here in 2008 to Los Angeles. Um, in that time, I worked for, oh my gosh, pretty much 
I've I've done a ton of runway. That's what I did a lot overseas. Um, I did a bunch of, you know, like I worked for Vogue. Uh, I'm blanking right now, dear Lord. My brain is just like, bleh. Uh, but when I came to LA, I started working in more runway, like Chanel, Gucci. I mean, like the, the, the big quote unquote top brands. But I, I loved coming to LA because it was, I could be myself. There was just like this comical comedic aspect of it that you couldn't really take in the high fashion world. I got to take it into, you know, the, the commercial world. And so it was like, you can be that dorky Midwest girl from the, from uh, the Midwest and they're not going to care, um, which was awesome. So I worked for, I did a, um, a long stint of trophy modeling. I was the Academy Awards trophy model, the Grammys, um, People's Choice, Emmys. I was on a show called Fashion Star, E. Um, yeah, it's it's been an awesome ride. I've done commercials, Carl's Jr., um, Discover LA, just a bunch of really fun things. And then you've got, you know, your print stuff like Samsung, all those different things. Just, I've had a really, God has just blessed me. I've had a really awesome time getting to do some really cool jobs. And um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I look back now and I'm like, I'm 32 and I'm going, okay, so what's next? Because I mean, I think I'm in a transition spot in my life right now. And it's cool to look back and see everything that I've done. And, you know, God bless my friends. They sit there and they say, you know, Lauren, make sure you take that time to really appreciate what you did. Even though you're going into the next next part of your life, don't forget, you know, how awesome the last, dear Lord, 13 years has been. Yeah, that's so, so amazing. Oh yeah. So powerful. It's so amazing. And it does sound amazing, Lauren, to the rest of us, you know, or I'll just be <laughs> myself. I'm like, I would love to like model these amazing clothes, like, you know, have my hair and makeup done all the time, but like, but it wasn't always like as glamorous as we might think. And I know, I know you're such a woman of honor and you don't want to like tell on anyone, but like, can you tell us like just what, because again, we're talking about that self-hatred, which we know didn't come from the yeah. It comes from the enemy. Absolutely. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about that journey of when you, really oh my gosh. I know it's a um, question, but no, it's a loaded question. And I know there's a cap on this, but it's why there's TBD lens um, to be, or TB. No, to be continued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. It's tough. You know, I, I think for a long time I hit it and I think the shame kind of ate me alive and I wasn't prepared. Um, I, I, I knew, I knew God, I knew that Jesus existed, but I didn't know you could have a personal relationship with him. And I say that because I didn't have the armor of God on my body, um, during all of these like situations with agents where they were like, Oh God, Ooh, you look really big. I remember one time I was shooting a cover of a really big magazine down in Miami. And I believe this pickup artist she looked at my face and I struggled horribly with acne. I had the worst acne you could imagine. I did everything under the sun to make my skin better and nothing helped. And I remember one time this, this makeup artist looked at me and she's like, do you take care of yourself? Like, do you actually put work into yourself? Cause your face is just, it's awful. And I was like, oh, like this is like lady that, yeah, I do. But I'm just really acne prone. And I think for so long, when you just hear these, 
these things of like, I'm not living up to this. I'm comparing myself to this girl. Gosh, I'm still, I'm not as good as her. I'm not as beautiful. Like you create this narrative and you just keep going. And it starts to build this narrative, false narrative in your mind. Granted, obviously there's other stuff from like childhood that, I mean, would take a lot longer to tell, but my self-hatred really manifested. Um, I was anorexic and bulimic for a very long time. And I definitely hit rock bottom. It was horrible. I mean, self-hatred with food. I, I controlled things just because that was my way of coping with emotions and feelings. I didn't know how to cope with certain feelings in a proper way that was not self-hatred if that makes sense absolutely that's that's how it yeah. all that's how it all manifests i think is we're all trying <laughs> to, you know cope yeah. one way or another and it can look different i remember the story and and please if you don't want to tell the story just say i don't want to tell the story lens and yeah the one where you were walking and like you had gotten so thin mm. so yeah i mean i i um it's so funny because like back before when I told this story, like when I was not, you know, in the right frame of mind, I would, I would say like, yeah, I was so skinny that you could, you could see my bone. It was like almost, almost like a competition, like who could get the skinniest. And the more, the, the skinnier you were, you felt like you had done a good job that day. Like your, your agents. And remember I started modeling back in 2006, 2007. It's very different now. Like God bless the the women who have come out and just been and said, you know, I I love my body and I and I'm not changing for anybody else. That wasn't how it was for me in in the modeling industry. It was you lose this weight, I'm putting this tape measure around you. If you don't make weight, you're not good enough. Wow. And I remember one day I was walking in New York and I would just walk for like 7 or 8 hours a day. Part of it was because it was my workout. Part of it was because it was punishment um, for, for potentially eat, overeating or, and also part of it was just control of the brain. Um, okay, I, I ate this many calories, so I got to counteract it with this many calories. And okay, it was, I mean, looking back on it, it was the most exhausting lifestyle. I, I, I don't know how I did it, Lindsay. But so to answer your question, I would have, my, my hip bones would click against the ins or the outside I guess, inside of my skin. And it would leave these pretty much like soft or um, like golf ball size bruises on my legs. And I remember sleeping, I don't actually, I don't think I told you this in my testimony, but I remember sleeping in the mall's apartment and there wasn't much cushion on the beds. I would find like bruises on my ribs because I was so thin. And it just, it, you, you get to this place where you're, you're just like, how much more can I go? How much, how much more can I take this? And it's just like the worst. I mean, that was, there's so much going through your mind of just looking back on it. Now it was the enemy's voice, just going, you're not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. Nothing you do is ever going to be good enough. And I'm just sitting there going, you listen to this long enough, babe, you, you begin to listen to a voice and think things about yourself that God just never intended for you to think about ever, ever. So powerful. Lauren, I can feel the Holy Spirit as you're talking, girl, <laughs> you're preaching, you're preaching to all of us. 
you're preaching to all of us because the truth is I've heard that voice yeah. in my life. You know what I mean? It just is amazing to me. But, but to very- that, yeah, to that point, like, and this is what, sorry, this is what fires me up so much about society. People are like, oh, that's not, that's not the, that's not the voice of the devil. Are you joking? Of course, that's the voice of the devil. Are you kidding me? Like, this is what gets me so fired up about young girls. I'm like, do you understand whose voice you're listening to? You're listening to someone's voice that is, it's a spiritual, obviously, you know, we don't fight against flesh and blood, you know, Linz, I stand wholeheartedly for that. You are listening to a spirit that's influencing someone. It's like, I wish I would have known the tactics and I wish I would have known what my identity in Christ was because I literally would have spoken to that, just to that enemy and just put him in six feet under. I wish I would have had the, the armor just to do it. And, and if I could give anything to young girls, it's dear Lord, learn the weapons of the Bible, like learn, you know, not the weapon, but you know what I mean? Like learn, yeah. learn verses of the Bible and just use it against the enemy. Cause dear, I mean, I, I don't know what else you're going to use to fight it. Cause it, it ain't self-help. It ain't any of that concept. It's none of that. Everything that I have comes from Jesus. Everything that I have comes from my Lord and savior. That is why I am totally out of it you know didn't go to a rehab center completely did it the opposite way and people were like oh she's she's doomed she's she's a goner like and I mean this is just a snippet of my story Lynn. you know the full thing like it is it's bad so thank god that there's a god that loves me so much and is not going to have anything less than what he intended for my identity to be on this planet so amen amen and I just (laughs) It is so powerful, Lauren, because um, again, like, you know, like we all sit here, right? And we watch things on TV. We watch these like perfect looking people and, you know, these perfect love stories and all this stuff. And it like penetrates society. And then like everyone, you know, sitting in like Ohio or, you know, (laughs) you're from, you know, we're like, wait, is that the way we're supposed to look? Like, is that what love really is? Like, that's like such a, you know, it's such a false narrative of like what beauty really is. And, and you know, you were saying this a little bit earlier, but I mean, do you have any thoughts on that whole thing? I'm sure you do. You've seen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like pin, like pinpoint exactly what you're asking. Cause I could talk, I mean, dear Lord, I'm a talker and I don't want to monopolize any more time. Like gosh, but like pinpoint exactly it is what you're, what you want to know. I guess it's just, I mean, there's, it's not a specific question. I just, you've been on the inside of the storytelling business. We've all been on yeah. the outside of the storytelling business, right? So we've been watching these stories of of love and of beauty and you know mm. things. And I'm just curious, like your thoughts. It could be anywhere <laughs> with it. Being on the inside of this business that's telling the world yeah. what beauty is, you know? Well, it's it's so funny. I'll tell you a story and I think this will sum it up really quick. I shot a campaign. I won't say who it was for, it's a very big name. Um I had prepped, they had taken, you know, digitals of my face. Um, it was for a beauty campaign. And um, they were like, oh, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. Oh my gosh, bring her in. We want her. And the director of the line comes in and um, he gets called to set because I, or he was either supposed to be there or he wasn't there in the beginning. I don't know. Um, they came in and they were like, what happened to you? And I said, well, I, I you know, I, my face broke out. Like I just... I, I got some stuff just going on. They're like, yeah, we can't use you. Like, this is awful. I'm like, well, I, this, this isn't like something I tried to do or anything like, I mean, 
it's the whispers behind the scenes. And you know what's so funny is they ended up using my picture. It went worldwide and they retouched my face so much where it was like, I mean, you, you couldn't, you couldn't even tell that I had anything on my face. And so I guess I look back going, why did I have to endure all of that? Like, just like, oh my gosh, like what's wrong with her? You know, it looks really bad. Why did I have to endure all of that? If you were just going to retouch it in the end anyways. And so my point in saying that is it's just, so <laughs> we create these things when it doesn't need to be there. And in the end, we have become a world where one click and it's retouched. And, you know, I gave myself a challenge. It's so funny. I, I was just going to start, you know, posting photos that are genuinely of, you know, myself and not, not retouched, not this, this, this daydream world. Cause I am concerned, like when we get, I don't know, however many years in where I, you know, I think we're already there. It's just, we're trying to look so plastic, mm-hmm. so plastic. And I, I pray to God that young girls, like I have a, I have a five-year-old niece who I would just do anything for. Like I pray to God that my little niece can see herself the way that God does. And I, I, I used to pray that every single time after I got saved and came into jobs, I said, Jesus, please let them see me. Please let them see me the way that you do. It helped so many times. Cause I would, I would hear up oh, her stomach's too big this time up oh, her hips are too big. It's just, I was like, Jesus, please. And I was still going through, you know, anorexia and bulimia and still trying to beat it. Um, you were at that, but, right. Oh yeah. I mean, the thing with anorexia and bulimia is I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't know. And I think I, I can speak to, hopefully I can speak to a lot of people with addiction. I mean, I, I had a long battle with this for about eight years. And just because you stop doing the full act of being anorexic or bulimic doesn't like, that's literally, it's like, that is like 25% of the step. Now you got to do the work and get to the core of what the heck is going on. That takes way more, way more effort than having to like, just stop. So yeah, I mean, I, I just pray that my little niece grows up in a world where she just looks at herself and goes, God loves me. He loves me. And I know my identity and my identity is perfect in him. Yeah, no, it's so good. One last question. I'll let you go. Cause I know you have to run. I know you're on set or <laughs> on a job, um, <laughs> which I love. Um, but when do you, do you remember the moment that the Lord revealed to you the root was self-hatred? Holy cow. Um, I feel like part of it was this, this might, this answer might change when I, when I, um, see you for the next time, but what, what comes to the, to the top of my, my mind right now is I always just had this like deep, I think my parents would call it, she was always so dramatic. And I think, I don't know if it was drama that I had. I think it was a hunger. It was a hunger for something more. And I think the devil, when he got a hold of me and he whispered these things and was like, Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z, I think I replaced that passion and that drive with something unhealthy. And God was trying to show me, you know, my identity with, with scripture and with all these things. So the moment was realizing that the passion and the drive and the, um, like who I was just wasn't being filled by the right thing. So I know that's not like the best answer, but it was the moment I realized that I obviously had a problem. That's a whole separate story, but 
sorry, what was your question again? I'm trying no, to I was just asking, no, you're perfect. I was just asking, when was the moment that you realized that the root was that self-hatred? Because for me, it took me like, I, there were like 20 years of me, like clipping off all the branches until the Lord was like, Hey, so the root is. Yeah. I feel like I had so many roots and I just like to back to that point, I feel like I just, I was putting all of my energy into things that were just feeding the enemy. And it was, it was, it was driving more towards self-hatred and I almost felt like, oh my gosh, it's okay to, 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 to connect with my father, my higher, my, um, it's okay to connect with Jesus. Like it, I don't know how it goes hand in hand, but in my brain, it does. Yeah. It's like self-hatred, listen to the devil's narrative and then know God's power and feel like it just makes sense. Like you feel filled up. Um, I don't know. That's a horrible answer. We'll have to flush through it uh, more on the other time, but that's like the best thing that comes to my head is just, I was one, I was one way listening to this, this horrible thing. And then it was when my identity and, and my passion and everything was redirected in Christ was like, Oh my gosh, this is, I've been hating myself all these years. Like, holy cow, I don't have to do this. Wow. I'm free. Like I'm free. And it was also part of it was getting around people who held me accountable, mm -hmm. people who were safe community, people who, um, yeah, I could just, I could just feel the love of God from truthfully that I was like, oh my gosh, I've been, I've been living the worst lie for like the last 10 years right the last decade wow it's amazing how those lies came i had no idea <laughs> exactly that's the thing we don't yeah. often know it's a lie until we realize it's a lie and then you're like dude oh. i've been believing this lie for 20 years like how can that be you know but it's so powerful when you can recognize that lauren you are so it precious is, yeah. i know this was like I know this was like you taking a minor break and jumping in with us. I'm so glad you did. I will let you go. I want to talk to the girls, but I know you and I are going to jump back on and you're going to yeah. tell us your testimony and we're going to do that really soon. And well, I'm, I'm still good for a little bit. I'm going to hang with some of the other ladies because I just, I would love to hear, I'm, I'm such a people person. I would love to hear some of their things that they're going to talk about. Um, I'll probably jump off and whenever I have to go, but they haven't called me yet. So I'm going to stay on for a minute. <laughs> okay, she's going to stay on for a minute, y'all. <laughs> So good. Okay. I'm so excited. Well, yeah, here we go. Okay. So that takes us over to the letting love in girls. I'm so excited to have these ladies with me. We just did what was an eight week course, but we did boot camp style. And, you know, the thing I was exploring was this subject of self hatred. Um, it's intense to use that term I get. And I didn't really know that my issue, my root issue was self-hatred, but I learned that the uh, solution is very simple. It's a lot about what Gishi was just telling us, Lauren, I call her Gishi sometimes. Um, it's a lot about what she was just saying. It was like, once we learn to connect with love himself, right? The Bible says in 1 John 419, that God is love. It doesn't say he's the best at love. It doesn't say he created love. It says he is love. 
And the, and, and it also says that we love because he first loved us. So it says we love, we are able to love because he, God first loved us. So what, what, my story was, is I realized, oh, I don't even like myself. I can't love myself. Therefore, I can't even love God. I can't even love people. Like now I was loving people, but it was out of a very like performancey, codependent type of way. And God wanted to teach me a better way because he's so sweet. So um, in, the, you know, in the gospels, it talks about what's the first commandment? Well, the first commandment is to love the Lord God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And I realized if I don't learn to let God's love in, in kind of a practical way, kind of an everyday way, a moment by moment way, I'm not even going to be able to love him back actually that well. And I'm, I'm not going to be able to love others. And I definitely didn't love myself. And so he just took me on this yeah, long journey of that exact subject. And I even asked him recently, like, hey, God, can I have a new subject? And he was like, no, this is your subject. And I was like, great. So anyway, I wanted to like explore this with some other people. And I had these beautiful women join me on this exploration called the Letting Love In course. So I'm going to invite a couple of these beautiful gals to just tell us their experience of learning to let God's love in through what I call the scripting method, which is something that um, I guess I developed. I don't know, maybe someone else developed it, but I use it a lot. And so now I help people learn how to do it. Anyway, are there any of my beautiful ladies that want to start? And I'll just watch for your unmuting. <laughs> Desiree, I feel like you might, you might want to start. Is that okay that I asked you? Girl, you know you can tell yep. me. Okay, girl. Yep, I'm ready. Excited. This is Miss Desiree. Desiree, go for it, girl. Okay. Um, yeah, the letting love in course. Wow. It was life changing. Um, I really feel like it brought so much life into my my relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time, but just experiencing the love of God in a fresh way has brought so much change and freedom in my life. Uh, it's just a tool that really connects us to God's love in moments when there's emotional, you know, turmoil going on and it's hard to sort through, like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Why? How can I connect those things to the love of God in a way that brings me freedom and life and peace? And so that's really been my experience and it's really been so helpful as I've been going through this course. I love that, Desiree. You're so precious. I love what God, I love what God said to you. And obviously I'll keep that private, but I just love how he's, he's given you like really practical, really practical, like advice and encouragement in the midst of things. And I just think, I just love hearing um, what he, what he talks to you about. It's so fun. So thank you. Yeah. I could even share. That's a quick thing. I was journaling. I have two boys, a five-year-old and a two-year-old and they are busy. And I was talking to the Lord one day, journaling with the Lord, and um, he told me that his kids are a handful too. And that did make me feel better and it made me laugh. <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> God is so funny. And I love that, like, yeah, he always makes me laugh too. Like, I'll be talking to him, at, you know, scripting with him, and and he'll be like, LOL, like laugh out loud, you know, like he, he just kind of laughs at me sometimes because he thinks I'm... 
I'm cute and silly because I'm his daughter and sometimes I am a little quirky. So I love that, Desiree. That's so powerful. And what Desiree is talking about, I always kind of joke and I'm like, this isn't your grandma's journaling. Like, so what I teach the scripting format, it's actually a way to dialogue and connect with God um, in, in a very conversational way. Oh, here comes Mary. Let's let her in. That's so fun. Um, and so I call it scripting because it's almost like a script for your soul. It's almost like a prescription for your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. It's a way to take the things that are kind of stirring in your soul and, and, and give them to God and hear his response on that stuff and, and see him help you walk through things. Because the Bible is very clear. He's our helper. And the Bible also said he's our counselor. Like we have the actual smartest counselor living inside of us, like willing to help us through everything. And, and I know in our, in our group specifically, we talk about connecting a lot to the father, to the father's love, father, God, you know, obviously he tell Jesus told us in scripture, you know, when we pray to pray to the father, pray to father God, and, and that we're adopted as his children. And just that whole idea. Um, does anybody on the call want to speak to that, to just like connecting more with the father um, in like in this time than they probably have in the past. I don't know if there's anyone, but if you are, ooh, Marissa, yes. Yes. yes Marissa, yeah. <laughs> yes, hi, yeah. I um, actually, this has been, that's probably been the, I don't know, that's all been really, really good, but probably been the biggest thing for me. You know, I have been um, like basically, you know, dialoguing moved my thoughts process to having a conversation of just like, you know, all my conversation in my head, just with God throughout the day. Right. But what has happened is, you know, it's was, that was also almost more <laughs> like me doing all the talking and not really giving him an opportunity to respond back, even though I may seem like I'm pausing in my mind. So to get the thoughts out and actually write it out in the format that you have taught us and then waiting for his response and then speaking to him, it actually created like more of a real dialogue. And so it definitely increased my faith and made me realize he really does uh, speak to me and I am hearing him and it does increase the, just like the times that we have spent together to get to know each other. It's been more of taking the time to really listen and get to know him and what he has to say. It's been so good. So powerful. So thankful. <laughs> I love that. And I, I love that. And I think that's, um, you know, that's what I feel like God showed me. He's like, Linz, like you can't, I have to get this right. You guys, I might get it wrong, but you can't love someone that you don't, you don't connect with. And you can't, and you can't trust, well, no, I'm getting it wrong. I, I had a feeling I was getting it wrong. Jesus help me. Um, but you can't love someone you don't trust and you can't trust someone you don't connect with. Right. And so, you know, that's just what he's taught me over a long period of time. Cause I struggled hardcore with trust, you know, and trusting anyone, myself, God, all the people, you know, all the things. And so he really, um, you know, had to teach me, well, like you, of course you don't trust me. You don't really, um, you know, I did trust them because I, you know, I studied the Bible. Obviously we know that's, you know, so important in any kind of conversation we have with God, like lines up with scripture. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I wasn't sure that like, was he really, um, 
gosh, where am I going with this, Lindsay? Hold on, beep, circle back just a moment. Um, but he just taught me like, Lynn's like, I had to talk to him in order to trust him. And he showed me that like trust actually is what faith is. Trusting God is faith. Cause we read in the Bible, like have faith, have faith, have faith. And you know, everybody throws that word around. So, so easily, but like, okay, so how do we have faith? What does it really mean to have faith? Does it just mean like name it and claim it? You know, what does it really mean? And God showed me like trusting me leads to faith. Like that's what it is. And, you know, I don't know, maybe some of you agree with me, maybe some of you don't, and that's a hundred percent okay. But I think for me, connecting with him in this scripting format helped me to learn to trust him. And then that love came because this trust was so like, so strong, you know? So I don't know, does anybody have, does anybody else want to speak next and maybe speak to that trust, that trust piece or um, yeah, any other piece? I know I'm putting everyone on the spot tonight. It's like, let's just have a party. We don't have to be all performancey. Let's just, let's just chat, have girl chat, huh? I think that's fun. Laura, I feel like you have something to say. Could that be right? And feel free to be like, no. <laughs> I do, but how is my sound right now? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. You can hear me okay? All right, yeah. I'm uh, unfortunately driving, but I didn't want to miss the one-year party and um, celebration of everything that we broke through in the course, um, I would say it definitely has developed a deeper level of trust. Um, <clears throat> I just have to say there's been, um, you know, dialoguing with God is something that I've quote-unquote always done, but there was really just like an anointing and like just a covering, um, like being under you and what you've walked through that just really like amplified it, just like amped it up to a level that I have never experienced before. And so it was just this incredible deepening and widening. And I think the word trust is a really, was, is really key. There was just so much consistent intimacy with the Lord, just so much dialoguing, so much conversation, so much um, just time, sweet time together. Um, and it was, you know, sometimes I, I, I experience a lot of resistance to get into that place with the Lord. I think a lot of us do, but when I was in the, under the umbrella of this, this class and this program, it was like, I just couldn't wait to, to run, to be with, with Papa God, like in a new level. And, um, yeah, I speaking to the trust piece and then, you know, just the, the self-hatred, um, you know, like you mentioned before, I think it was a really long, slow burn for me. And just this course and this community and this covering just came at a really perfect time. You know, it's, there's components of self-rejection and self-abandonment, which I think all fit under the massive umbrella of self-hatred. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's kind of mind blowing how such quote unquote simplistic tools and like the power of, of the gospel and, and hearing God's voice, just how it can obliterate and smash the voice of the enemy in terms of self-hatred and ladies know, but I've lost over 85 pounds in the last year. And it was a massive journey of coming out of self-hatred. I mean, every single pound on my body was literally bondage and chains, self-hatred, you know, self-rejection, 
self-abandonment, shame, condemnation, all the things, which is a whole other story, but uh, it started rearing its ugly head again. I had so much breakthrough and then the enemy, how dare he, was trying to come in and take ground again. And I was struggling with overeating and, and emotional eating and consumption. And I really resonated um, with your friend that shared earlier. You know, it's like a constant, something that we're always working on. And there's like different levels of greater and greater freedom. And this, I'm just so grateful because I was starting to get scared. I was starting to get scared that I was going to let the enemy back in. And that, you know, I was going to quote unquote, get fat again, but it wasn't about the fat. It was about allowing the self-hatred to come in and steal my life and steal my purpose and steal my identity and steal my calling. And um, like my, of course, my spirit man was like, absolutely not. And so to have this community and this structure and this bolstering for me to, to rise up and be able to basically just kick the enemy in his teeth and smash his face in and not let him come back with the stronghold. And just a couple really cool breakthroughs, like I'm an actor and all the things and dancer and vocalist and I need all new media and pictures. And I've been able to do like several photo shoots and I need to go and share those photos with you ladies. But to take photos of myself and allow myself to be seen and to celebrate my body and to see it as a holy temple of God and the Holy Spirit and, and to not have shame and self-hatred and judgment. I mean, that is massive, massive breakthrough and freedom that happened within this course and because of this course. Um, and even the freedom just to dance and allow my body to move and to be seen by others and to allow myself to be, to be beautiful and dance like David did before the King. So. Anyway, I could go on and on, but um, I've hit some incredible milestones that I've been working towards for the last decade out of the fruit of this course, Lindsay, and I, I can't thank you enough. Wow, my heart. It's feeling so big and puffy. I love that. That's so, 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 so special. Like, whoa, God, he's so amazing. And you know what I think is interesting is that Lauren talked to us about like her her self-hatred kind of manifested in a way that like, she just kept getting so skinny that she, you know, like had these huge bruises, these like egg, I forget what she called them, but you know, the huge bruises on her legs and, and would sleep on a bed that would cause bruises because she was so skinny. And then Laura's manifested in the opposite way. Isn't that interesting? Like, I just find that interesting, you know, that like, it, it doesn't, not that we, we don't want to glorify, we don't want to like stare self-hatred in the face, but the Bible's pretty clear. Like we need to know the schemes of the enemy. You know, it's, it's like good to know his ways. It's good to know his schemes. Now we can get stuck there. I did for a few years. I got stuck, like looking at the enemy all the time. And the, the Lord was like, okay, Lens, you know, so I don't, I know that that can happen. And so we have to be cautious of that. But at the same time, we have to know his shenanigans. You know what I mean? And if God says that love is the number one thing, then why wouldn't the enemy come after God's daughters with hate? Why wouldn't he? You know what I mean? And what is the enemy in my mind cannot destroy us, but the enemy, the enemy can only cause us or help us to destroy ourselves. 
And that is what self-hatred is in my mind. And so, you know, I, you know, I, I even remember like asking God, nobody wants to talk about self-hatred God. And he said, nobody wants to talk about shame until Brene Brown did, you know? So like this, this term, it, it feels a little intense. And we even talked about that, but, but there's something, there's something to like that self-rejection, that self-abandonment. Oh my word, I've been doing that self-sabotage. I've been doing that all my life. And it's so sad because the Bible says that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And look, I, you know, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Now, is it talking about us as a human? Probably not. I'm not reading it in context. I understand that, but I do feel like it can also be talking about us as a person, right? Like if we hate ourselves, if we're against ourselves, if we're constantly criticizing ourselves and beating ourselves up, which is the which is the fruit of self-hatred, um, then it 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 kind of keeps you like Laura was saying from your destiny or like like Lauren was saying, you know, like from just like seeing her freaking beauty, you know, like Lauren, you're the prettiest person I know, like without question, you know, and the fact that you struggle with self-hatred, I'm like so confused, but um, no, I'm not confused. I understand it's an enemy, but I'm just saying these extreme things just make me crazy, you know, because I'm like the enemy is just like he's, he's so mean and he'll kick us when we're down. But, you know, if he can get us to reject ourselves, if he can get us to abandon ourselves, if he can get us to like, just like hate on ourselves and beat ourselves up, like we will not be able to walk into what God has for us. And that's his, I think that's one of his greatest tools, to be honest. I mean, I don't know, you know, I'd probably have to like check my Bible before I say that exactly. But, but I do think, you know, if, if the enemy is the opposite of God, Okay, look, I know he's not the opposite of God, but I'm just saying, like, if he's going to come with the opposite thing that God comes with, God is love, the enemy's going to come with hate, you know? And yes, do we all struggle with each other? But I think we struggle more with ourselves. Anyway, whoa, I could go on. Does anybody want to um, say anything next? Gish, what, what are you thinking, girl, after you've been sitting here listening? I know I just threw you in the mix while you're on the set, so. <laughs> well, no, it's so funny. Um, to Desiree's point, like, I it's it's interesting you know addiction i mean you can throw you can throw this in there but like the enemy is so skilled he's like oh you think you got out of that you think you got out of anorexia let me throw bulimia oh you think you got out of that let me throw a really toxic relationship in there oh you think you got out of that let me throw overeating in there like it i i, I would say this to any woman sitting in front of me who's struggling with anything it doesn't matter what it is even if you overcome it, the enemy is going to keep trying to just bring you down in this place. And I got really good at recognizing that being bold and having a voice was not a bad thing, but it was how I was delivering it. I was going about it the wrong way. I was being defensive and I was being angry because I had so much self-hatred. But to Desiree's point, I I just, I empathize with where you're going and I, I commend you and I'm so proud of you just for sharing where you are right now like well done girl because I so I'm at a place where I've kind of stopped modeling a bit and I put on about 10 pounds of like muscle and healthy and yeah dude I freaked out I was like what is this like this is my clothes fit differently this is this is panicking but then I just remember okay I'm, I'm accepting exactly where I am like I know my identity I'm not going to listen to this narrative, but I just think women have to get so women and men, this doesn't just go for women, women and men have to get so much better about there's always going to be something. 
There's always going to be something. There's always going to be that person that's trying to tear you down or that thing that's just enticing you. What are you going to choose to do? What, what are you going to choose to do to call on the Lord and say, how am I going to handle this? Because the, the enemy is never going to stop coming until the end. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think you were talking to Laura. You said Desiree. Oh, oh, but sorry, no. sorry, 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 There's sorry. I got the name wrong. I'm so sorry. Oh, There's a lot of sorry. new friends on here, Lauren. There's a lot of new friends on here sorry. that you never met. So <laughs> no worries. Sorry. No, but you're right. I'll be honest, Lauren. You know, I thought I had overcome some things and then I got like blindsided by something else. And I was like, wow, I thought I was really past that, you know? So it is this like constant conversation. You know, what we teach in the course is like a constant conversation with God so that he can, um, because if you're always in conversation and in his word and around his people, um, you know, that, you know, are like really, really, you know, healthy and stuff. I mean, granted, we're all got issues, so no one's perfect. We all know that, but um, as we do that, we can, you know, we can be a little more aware of when he's coming, you know, and like Laura said, you know, she felt like, oh, I feel like, you know, it's starting to happen. And then all of a sudden God plopped this course into her life. And I'm not like propping my core. I'm not like promoting my course. Well, maybe a little bit, but you know, I'm just saying like, that's what God does. Right. So like, we might be headed to, like the enemy might like be you know, beating us up, but then all of a sudden God will kind of come and, and really rescue us and deliver us. And I, I love that. He's so sweet. <laughs> it's so good. Um, okay. Who hasn't spoken yet? Janet, do you have any thoughts for us? Janet? I love Janet. She is a super amazing, creative soul. She, has, she told me today she had a coloring book. I'm like, wait, 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 you created a coloring book. Like she's a writer, editor. She's amazing. Um, but Janet, what, like, what would you say, um, like the benefit has been for you as far as like overcoming just kind of, and you know, we don't have to say like, I have self-hatred, but, but just these kind of self, like beating, beating ourselves up or like self-hating tendencies or call them whatever we want to. Um, but just kind of this, you know, always, um, yeah, struggling with that. Did you, have you found any relief from that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, before taking, you know, your course, it was like my, those negative thoughts would just run rampant, you know, I just didn't know how to control them. And I was always struggling with those voices and thoughts. And uh, I didn't really have any good tools to help me stop it. And um, after I just started doing the scripting on a kind of regular basis, it just, they, like the voices disappeared they it just literally like they disappeared and I I just sat there one day and I was like oh wow I feel peaceful like there were no there were no bad thoughts in my head you know and it just it kind of surprised me it just came out of nowhere but I mean it wasn't nowhere it was you know the time that I spent um having a conversation with God and it just it just kind of turned everything around for me yeah. Yeah. That's so amazing. And you had such the most beautiful, when we would read our scripts, like you just would have these such precious conversations with God. And he was just telling, I mean, all of you ladies, like I heard all of your conversations with God and he was just basically loving on all, all of us. Right. I mean, that's all he was doing. He wasn't saying like, turn left, turn right. Don't do this. Don't do that. He wasn't super, super directional. Um, he was more, um, 
you know, it's not really about talking to him to get direction. Now, sometimes he will give us wisdom. The Bible is very clear. James 1, 5, if we lack wisdom, go to God and ask and he'll give it to you without measure. So asking God for wisdom is actually very wise, but um, but, but in this course and just, you know, what, what I see as a way to overcome self-hatred is, is talking to love and asking love himself, which the Bible says is God is Jesus, um, what he loves about us, you know, and like letting that in, right. Like letting the kindness of God lead to repentance. The kindness of God is, you know, that's what the Bible says. The kindness of God leads to repentance. What does repentance mean? Repentance means to change your mind. So as we are letting God, who is love, come in and, and just love on us through words, it is causing us to, to change our mind about the way we think of him, the way we think of his love, the way we think of ourselves, right? So that we can love the world, right? We love so that he, we love because he first loved us. And then the first commandment, love the Lord God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I'm not much all, but for me for a long time, I think I thought that said, love your neighbor instead of yourself. Like I knew it said as, but in my mind, it said instead, you know, and it's fine. I could do it for a while. I mean, I did it for a long while actually. And it's called codependency, you know what I mean? And so God was like, okay, honey, you're okay. Okay. You're good at that. But now I'm going to teach you how to really learn to love yourself so that you can love others, you know, from, from my love. And so it's just been so fun. So thank you, Janet, for sharing. That's so powerful. Um, is Miss Mary still on here? So Miss Mary, she is such a a beauty. I mean, I love her. She like sings songs. Like she's so amazing. Um, and she didn't have as big of struggle with self-hatred, but God just gave her wisdom on, on some things in her life. And it was really, it was, I think you enjoyed that, right? Mary, you don't have to get into the exact story, but do you want to share anything with us about just the, the scripting and how God really like, yeah, helped you or maybe like a counselor. I don't know. I, I don't want to feed you anything. I want you to just be honest, but. Um, yeah, I would say mine's a little bit, a little bit different. And I think I did get like more directional kind of things on how to handle work situations. And, um, but I feel like God is always relational. And I feel like what the scripting has done for me is, you know, I think like what, Marissa said that, you know, she had talks with God throughout the day. I, I think I'm definitely like that. But there's something about when you're scripting that you're actually sitting down and writing it out. That is very helpful to me. And, and I don't even understand why that is. Because I think maybe like, because my go-to has always been to walk in the woods and pray maybe I would dismiss what he was saying a little bit and think, well, that's just me. Mm -hmm. But then when you're scripting and it would just come out on the paper, you know, come out on the paper. And it's like, oh, you know, so for me, things that I have struggled with, um, how to deal with different people. Um, I felt like I could hear better 
because I was actually writing it down and not thinking it through, well, is this really God or isn't that? You just write it down and then you realize, oh yeah, this is God. So for me, it was more clarifying. Hmm. No, I, I think that's what I would say. And yeah, and then it, I think because of that, it's made me um, bolder to love more because I think I can be like watching other people love um, and just stand in the background and watch them love. And then like, if it's a quieter place, then yeah, I'll show love. But for, for me to actually, you know, I was hearing God and I wasn't scripting at that point, but I think it was because I was scripting earlier that God could just say, Mary hugger, Mary hugger, Mary hugger. And then I was able to hug her and then I felt it break off of me. And ever since then, she's actually, um, she's, she's come to me and she's talked to me. It's, it's just, it's been a sweeter relationship is all I'm going to say. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just so beautiful. I love everything all of you guys are saying. It's so fun. It's so fun to have you guys all on the podiversary. <laughs> Um, because, you know, it's, it is about love, you know, and, and, so, and like, who, who teaches us love, right? I don't know who taught y'all love, but like Hollywood kind of taught me love, you know what I mean? And in some way, and, you know, whether that was like, am I good? You know, like Lauren was saying, like, am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Like comparing ourselves, she was comparing herself to other models. I was comparing myself to the people on TV, you know what I mean? Like the, the models on TV, maybe Lauren, you know, probably not because I'm a lot older than her, but, you know, I mean, we all are looking for love, you know, um, we all think that like, if we're just the right size or we're just the, just a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that, or a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that, then we would be lovable. And I think that's just the big lie when we're already loved, you know, we're already so loved, but like really kind of connecting with that love, which is God, um, and listening to him, um, about, just, just having him there for us and, you know, to care for us and counsel us and help us um, is just like, for me, it broke down a lot of walls um, and it, it, and he showed me, I think he's the one who told me it was self-hatred. You know, he's the one that was like, Hey, you know, you're abandoning yourself. And I, I didn't know that really, to be honest, but as I scripted with him, as I scripted with him for a decade, you know, he started to show me these little ouchies that, you know, sometimes were gaping wounds but you know that were kind of causing some of this stuff and and then he would just be able to like heal me and and sometimes like deliver me and different things you know just him and I it was quite interesting you know this intimacy with God and I know I'm kind of like kind of going around and around when I'm talking about like Hollywood and love and why did these things come together why has this podcast been about Jesus in Hollywood for the past year for the past 50 episodes you know and now I brought this group on here and we're talking about love, you know, because um, I don't know, there's something about story and there's something about love. There's some kind of connection there. And it, it's like we learn love a lot of times from the stories we read, the stories we watch. And um, there's just some connection there that the Lord really wants to, you know, open up to all of us. So I think that's maybe why we're on here today. I don't even know. <laughs> 
you know me, guys. I just follow the Lord. Don't always know exactly where we're going because sometimes following God is like a Polaroid picture, right? Like we have a little bit of it and we know it's coming a little more into, into, into um, focus. And then it's like another picture pops out and then we're like, okay, there's another little journey we have here. So it's exciting. It's so fun guys, but you've been so awesome. Are there any last thoughts? We've got a few more minutes, um, but I'm just so happy to have all my girls on my podcast, on my podcast party is so fun, but I just want to leave it open. If there's any last thoughts, if not, I'm going to pray for all of us and our guests today. And, and then we're just going to say, yeah, like here we go to the second year of the podcast and can't wait to see what, what Papa God wants to do with it. So, oh, let's see if anyone unmutes and wants to talk. I have no unmuters. I have no takers. <laughs> I'll unmute. Linz, I just want to say to you, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of just your, your, your commitment to doing this. And I think, especially in Los Angeles, commitment is a deeply difficult thing for many people in LA. <laughs> and um, I'm just proud of you for, for just stepping out and doing exactly what God has called you to do. And I mean, girl, you know this, I mean, you know this, but nobody else knows this on here. This is the first time I've ever, you know, spoke like and told anything um, pretty much to, to anybody with, with the exception of like, you know, church things and like openly about, you know, my stuff. So thank you for giving me you know, the, the courage and the freedom and, um, the safe place to do that. I just, I really commend you for who you are and the work that you've done on yourself. I'm, I'm just really proud of you. And yeah, to your second year, I think I just pray that God does incredible, incredible things to this podcast and for this podcast and for so many different women. Thank you, Miss Lauren. You're so sweet. We're going to have you on and, and talk a little more. So, but thanks for jumping on. I think it was actually really special that you came on with these ladies for your first The time. timing literally is so bizarre because we haven't, we haven't started back yet, but like literally this is, this is so God's timing. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. He is so sweet. He is so sweet. And just like for you to be on here with these other women, when you shared that story, almost like you're surrounded by like just sisters. Oh, it was awesome. And I think I heard some other Midwesterners. There's got to be another Midwesterner because I swear, I think I heard someone's twang in here. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> so are you in the Midwest? Of course I'm from the, 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 the Midwest like has a twang. No, I said, I said, Marissa, I'm asking her. If oh, she, yes. I heard Marissa, yes. I heard Marissa say, or she said something, she, 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 she drew, she drew her A's out. She was like, way or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Central Midwest Illinois. Midwest girl. Over here. Yep. Me too. I'm from Illinois. <laughs> oh my gosh. Illinois. Yeah. Yes. Give it up for Illinois. <laughs> oh yeah. Good old Chicago. <laughs> yes. Not too far from there. I love it. Oh, that's so cute. I want to have you all back on my podcast. I might do that. Um, this was so fun, guys. Well, I am so grateful for everyone. Gishi, can you pray us out? Um, yes, it might get really loud. You know what? Um, or I actually think that, I think, no, I, I, think, I think Laura should. I, I have this, this, just this fill in my heart. If Laura, if you're up for it. Sure. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, perfect. Okay, great. And I just wanted to share one little tiny last thing, um, if that's okay, real quick. When you were sharing, Lindsay, that was actually the biggest revelation I had out of your course that I had not literally seen before was the self-abandonment. 
And I was actually like super frustrated with basically like everyone in my life, <laughs> like my friends, my family, my communities, church, like I felt really abandoned and alone and unsupported and unseen. And God was, I mean, obviously there was all the love, 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 like just loving on me all the time. But also there was the revelation of like, wow, like the person that's actually abandoning me is myself. And that was a huge, and I was actually welcoming everyone in my life into that continuation of that abandonment of self then through like their actions and their words. But it was actually my relationship ultimately was the self-hatred that was then allowing that from others, if that makes sense. And that like blew my mind. I mean, we hear all about that kind of stuff but it's amazing what is in our blind spots. <laughs> and so that was a really um, beautiful gift and revelation to see. And then when you talk about repentance and I have to say like the level of community and belonging and love that I am experiencing in my world right now is just magical and majestic. So that was another beautiful piece that I received from you. So um, shall I pray? <laughs> Yes. I, yes. Go for it, girl. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah, God, we just thank you so much for this incredible time together for every single woman on this call, God, just for this like army of women, Lord, that is, um, just an army of love as we just continue to align ourselves with your truth, with your voice, with your heart, God, we just, um, we pray a blessing over every woman here. We just pray a an incredible blessing and covering over Lindsay God as she moves forward, as she releases like her, her life's work and her, the revelation of her heart that of you, that you've placed in her God. Um, we just pray that this podcast is heard by every single individual that needs to hear it, God, and that there's just a massive ripple effect going forth. Just, just the impact and the power of you flowing through this work and flowing through Lindsay's life in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Oh my gosh. Perfect timing. Laura, you're amazing. I love you guys. <laughs> Podcast listeners. We love you. You are so blessed too. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye Liz. Well now, wasn't that fun? See you next week, guys, as we explore another fascinating story of Jesus in Hollywood with your host, Lindsay Morgan Snyder. And for more from Lindsay, check out lindsaymorgan.co, where she coaches high-capacity, dynamic individuals called to entertainment and Hollywood in the areas of biblical self-love, self-acceptance, and connection with themselves and God. This is Nathan Madden, and as always, it's been a pleasure.